Okay, here we go with myth four. Children have acquired a second language once they can speak it. Obviously, this is not 100% true. Research can show that. And I like the way, the short and sweet and to the point way that this article explains it. Um, I like that it's talked about how it says it takes students much longer to master the cognitive language skills than to master communication skills. And you can see that in all types of languages. And I can think of so many different examples. Just because people can have nice conversations or even intelligent and academic conversations in a language doesn't mean that they are proficient or experts in that language. And I really like the term linguistic facade. I thought that was such a cool way of putting it. Um, and I think that this is true for even students or anyone's, excuse me, not even just students, for people that learn a first language. Their first language could be just learned orally. And if you're not supported academically learning your first language, you're going to have deficits in that as well. For instance, a lot of my students are Spanish speaking and a lot of them have reading and writing deficits in both English and Spanish. In my district, we run into the problem a lot when we're trying to give our ESL and emergent bilingual students support. We want to be able to provide them the vocabulary words in English and in Spanish. However, we notice that the students can't read Spanish, which comes into that linguistic facade. They can talk to you in Spanish and they understand Spanish and can speak extremely quickly um, and understand maybe a movie or a audiobook or a YouTube video. But when it comes to trying to read their own native first language, they have some major deficits as well, which leads into problems for them learning English because it's hard for them to make those written connections. That's where pictures come in very nicely. So that linguistic facade, I think, is a great term to use. And I plan to try and weave that into my vernacular. Um, because no matter what the language is, people can, you know, fake it till you make it. They can do the best that they can having conversational Spanish or English or Japanese or whatever language you may know. But if you can't read and write the language, then you're not really proficient in it. So moving on, what that means for us educators is that we just need to be aware of this deficit. It's hard. It's not easy. There's no one quick fix for all students. You have to make those connections with your students, understand where they are, and work with them and provide them whatever supports necessary for them to try and make connections and learn both languages or more than one or two languages. And making sure that we're providing support continuously and not just being like, oh, they speak perfect English. They don't need to be in this uh, ESL program anymore. Let's exit them from the program. That's proving to be more detrimental for students because just because they're good at conversation and maybe they're even good at um, test taking, but when it comes to really reading and writing, there's deficits. And I think me personally with English being my first language, I struggle with grammar and spelling for the English language. So I can't imagine how quickly sometimes students 
I know from experience, get exited from these programs without really truly having a full grasp on the language. And I specifically made sure that I read these myths one at a time in order and not moving along um, just to kind of have an unbiased podcast each time for each myth. But I can see why three and four went together because they kind of go hand in hand and just making sure that we're providing as many supports as possible for emergent bilinguals for them to just grasp every little bit of knowledge with a language as well as the content we're trying to teach them because they can have gaps in many different places and of course all students learn differently all students have their strengths and their weaknesses so we have to meet them at their level and provide as many supports as possible for them to be the strongest learner that they can be <laughs>